Hello everyone and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri and of course, as always, joined by Dakota Lasky. Dak, what's going on, dude? How are you? I'm alright, man. Uh, you know, as I was telling you earlier, just the crazy weather today. I've been avoiding going outside, but I did go for a nice run. Uh, I've been playing some Samus Returns and I'm almost wrapped up with it as well and enjoying that a lot. I'm really glad that I was able to, you know, more or less beat the game or get pretty close to it. I believe, because I think I'm at the last Digger Knot encounter in Area 6, nice. so I'm pretty sure that's, like, right towards the end of the game, and uh, and I've done that, for, you know, throughout the weekend, so that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm doing good. Nice. Um, yeah, crazy snowstorm that you guys got yeah. down there this last weekend. It was wild. I was reading about that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like a flash snowstorm, and then it was went away, and then, like, even more severe flash snowstorm happened, like, 30 minutes later for five or ten minutes it was snowing and lightning and thunder at the same time it was crazy snow filling up the streets and then melted away within span of 15 minutes um you know it's may we gotta you know you know how the year's been going they gotta keep stacking things up so i think we're gonna get maybe some some weather coming in it's the beginning I think of new some york is gonna weather. have its first hurricane yeah. <laughs> pretty soon I, <laughs> the uh, day after tomorrow you know that's one of a movie i like to watch sometimes and i always fear the day where it becomes reality I live, like, basically under the Rocky Mountains, so we get, like, weird weather stuff like that all the time here. Like, really, like, kind of flash weather that just pops up and then goes away. Um, but, yeah, it's May, and uh, I was I was telling you before we started recording, and I'll tell everybody listening, that uh, my allergies have been just going haywire today. So, everybody listening, I'm sorry if I sound a little gross. Um, I'm going to try my best not to be too, too gross during this recording, but I uh, just wanted to give you guys a, a fair warning here. Um all right, so let's uh, let's dive into. Actually, you know what? Before we dive into our episode for this week, I guess we've got a little bit of housekeeping and something that I wanted to bring up. I actually, you were saying that you were just playing uh, Samus Returns. I just finished Metroid Prime, like probably hmm. an hour ago. Actually, I, I started it over the course of this weekend. I was doing a little research for next week's show, and um, you know, I. I eventually was just like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just beat it. It wasn't a super intense run. I didn't get all the items, didn't get all the scans, nothing like that. But um, I just fought Ridley. I just fought Metroid Prime. Deck, I I have to say, I, I love that Ridley fight, but I think that I'm right. You about think you're what right, we, man? What we talked about last week. I think I'm right. All right. You know, well, here's the thing is that I also intend on replaying Metroid Prime before next week's episode. Uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll go back. I'll admit I haven't, you know, played the fight in a little while, but I'm still sticking to my opinion on how I feel about it, and I'm gonna revisit it and see if my uh, my feelings stay true to it. That being said, I am gonna look to play it how it was originally played, but also I'm interested in seeing if I can find maybe like an emulator on, you know, on my P or on, I can put on my PC and maybe play it somehow with mouse and keyboard. I'd love to do that. That's something I've always wanted to do, uh, try if it's possible. I don't even know if it's possible for Metroid Prime and uh, 2 and even 3 maybe. So I would love to do that. If I can do that, maybe I'll stream it on my Twitch channel. If I can't do it that way, I'll play it the original way. But I don't think you're right, man. I'm still, I, I think I'm going to stick to what I said. That You know, that's totally okay. And I was about to, to follow up and say, like, I, I think I'm right. But also, so I love pizza, but I also love steak. Okay. And like one of them's one of them's pizza, one of them's steak, or like one. Of, you know, they're both things that I love on different days. So I was playing it, and I was like, I think I do prefer the Super Metroid fight, but like, man, this fight is awesome. 
It really, it truly is great. It is. It's a good one, man. I can't wait to play it again. I actually, uh, so I, I've got the Prime Trilogy going on, and I decided that I wanted to skip over two and just uh, get right into three. So I, I'm looking Why? forward to battling Ridley again. I saw Ridley that. Why did you, you skip two? Um, you know what? The last time that I played Prime Trilogy, um, I did number one. 100%. I did number two, 100%. And then by the time that I got around to corruption, I was just like, you know what? I, I think I'm a little primed out. So I, I put it down and I never actually like went and completed corruption. So I, I think I owe it to corruption because it's probably by this point, the Metroid game that I've like not played in the longest amount of time. Yeah, that's a shame. No, man. no shade, no shade to echoes. No shade. I was gonna say because it's Prime Two. I love that game, and I would, you know, I think once I play Prime, oh, yeah. the first Prime, I'm gonna play Prime Two almost right after. Though I really, really want to play Hunters and play it online and see how I can do that too. Because again, as you all know, I'm a big Hunters guy and would love to play some more of that. But I'm, I'm glad you're playing some Prime, man. Prime's good. I can't wait for Prime Four. Yes. I and the original Prime games are so much fun and, and are really good. And I'm looking forward to revisiting the original Prime with our next episode with Vendrana Drifts because that's going to be really cool. Absolutely, um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I took a schwack of notes about the Vendrana Drifts, oh but uh, let's save that for next week and uh, let's get into this week's show. Although we do have a little bit more housekeeping to get to before we get there. Um, one exciting announcement for everybody: um, a lot of people have been asking me if there is a kind of like a community for the show or like a place where fans can get together and talk. Uh, now there is, we, of course we are affiliated with the Metroid database. They are big supporters of our show. Um, you know, great guys there. We had Ryan on a couple weeks ago. Um, and we are, uh, proud to, proud to say that we have a discord text channel over on their server at the Metroid database. So, you know what, come and join and hang out with us. Uh, Dak and I are both very active in there, and uh, we're creeping into the other general Metroid channels as well, talking a little bit of Metroid. You know, this is uh, probably the biggest community of Metroid fans on the internet, like all in kind of one Discord. So, uh, yeah, come hang out with us. It's, uh, it's a cool place. We've got our own text channel, and you know what? I'll, I'll also be posting all the episodes and stuff like that, so you can just kind of get a quick ping if you're a part of the server every week. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, some cool news for everybody. Second piece of cool news, and I think this is the first time on this show yet that we've actually had like legitimate Metro news, but Metro, Retro Studios, not Metro Studios, Retro Studios has hired a couple uh, VFX artists. Um, let me see if I can get this right. Adad Morales, Brian Eric, and Nicholas Wilson, and uh, you're going to... You're going to recognize them from games like uh, Battlefield, Battlefield Hardline, Borderlands, um, a lot of different other like games that they've been a part of. So, you know, progress is is going on on this game. So really cool to see. Um, there's, a, there's a pretty detailed article over on switchaboo.com that has kind of the background about all these uh, VFX artists. But pretty exciting stuff to see that, you know, maybe maybe we're inching a little bit closer to the finish line with Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, when you're hiring, that's that's generally a good sign. You're, you know, you have more of an idea of what you're working on. You know where you need to add more resources. Um, and I don't think Retro's really laid off anyone recently too much. So they're not like replacing people for like lower pay. It seems like they're picking up people of, like high skill that they want to make this project as good as they possibly can. So this seems like progress to me. Um, I think I usually when I see these articles on like Twitter, you see a tweet like, oh, my God, this game's never going to get done. Look, they're still hiring people uh, and stuff like that, which doesn't seem to be 
you know, well-founded in reality. Usually in these cases, it seems like, oh, the company's, you know, doing well. They have good direction and vision of what they want the product to be. They know where they need to start adding more people and they're doing that and they're getting access to potentially, you know, key talent. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. You know, any good, any news at this point, other than like <laughs> direct can- cancellation seems like good news to me. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm looking forward to this and some of the games, as you mentioned, are pretty stellar games. So, yeah, I mean, Metroid Prime 4 has... I, I I would love another killer app on the Switch. I would love it to be Metroid Prime 4, so I hope that they're being added to the team helps contribute to that. Um, now, I'm just looking here, and it doesn't explicitly say that they are working on Metroid Prime 4, but at this point, we assume. don't know of any other... Yeah, we, we don't know of any other games that Retro is working on. I, there's a chance, maybe... That they could be pumping out like a third Donkey Kong Country, or like maybe they were, maybe they're doing that Star Fox racing game or whatever that <laughs> was rumored a couple years ago. But I think it's pretty safe to assume that this is all for Prime Four. But just in the spirit of transparency, it doesn't specifically say that. But yeah. um, hey, here's hoping. Yeah, I, you know, I think historically Retro's always been one of those one game at a time studios. You know, like the original Metroid Prime games were made while other Retro games that were in development were canceled all at once. Uh, you know, like Raven Blade, I think, was one of those. So, you know, they, they've been a company that they, they kind of... They work on one game, they finish it, they work on the other. So I would say that I would put my money on it being on Metroid Prime 4. I would doubt that they would cancel the entire development of the game with these other companies just to give it to another studio who isn't, isn't even going to 100%, you know, dive into this game, right? Um, yeah. So I, I would think that if Retro is working on another game aside of Metroid Prime 4, that is very unlikely so yeah i think that's where they're going and you know look at the type of games too um uh, what were you said like i think it was like what borderlands and i think it was bayonetta mentioned too and stuff like that like i don't know uh games that seem like they might be pulling potentially from you know in terms of like style or gameplay or just like art or just like i don't know uh, or, or you know maybe they're just key players from those teams as well those are obviously you know successful and very popular franchises so who knows how they might be implemented or what they'll add to the team but yeah i'm i think this is good news so happy to hear it absolutely um okay let's finally get going on today's show today dak and i are going to do something a little bit different than what we've done before and uh, that is kind of speculate and walk us through a little bit of a timeline and an analysis of what we think happened to the Chozo, specifically the Chozo of the planet SR388. Of course, the Chozo is like one of the the like kind of ongoing mysteries of the series. They're this enigmatic race of, of like almost almost like godlike creatures or creatures that are have implied to uh, like ascend into the universe and, and whatever into like another realm of existence. I always love all the stuff about um, the Chozo, the little hints and lore, um, specifically like just finishing up Metroid Prime. I love reading all of their like their texts that they leave behind. I you know I know that you're not necessarily a, a, like a lore guy. I'm not necessarily a lore guy, but I did want to explore and uh, and talk about what you know what happened to these guys because I think that you know as you said you're playing Sam's Returns right now. They kind of paint a little picture, but they leave it open ended. Um, at the end of it so there's there's a lot of different directions and a lot of new theories i think that that specifically the last chozo memory in sam's returns kind of presents metroid fans so uh, i guess uh, i wanted to go through the list of chozo memories and we'll kind of 
talk about them, pick pick them apart, and then we will uh, just kind of maybe bat some theories around and, and ask some questions. Um, you know, not something that we've done before, but something that I'm actually really excited to to cover because it's like it's outside of my comfort zone necessarily. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, and I want to I want to quickly you know go back. It's not that I'm necessarily not a lore guy. It's just you know, and I think this goes for a lot of fans too is i got into metroid because you know it's sci-fi the gameplay is fun i like the characters the settings and all that but what a lot of another thing i love about metroid and what you know adds to the experience for me is that lore and a lot of the stuff that like i learned in like metroid prime and metroid fusion when i first got into metroid so a lot of the stuff you mm-hmm. know it, it it amplifies the experience so i wouldn't i, I would say Maybe I shouldn't have worded it that way, you know? I would say it's more like, you know, I'm not, you know, someone that might, you know, you know fight what? to the death over a lore situation. Unless it's Ridley related. I might, I might. Um, but I think you, well, last week, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, other than that, <laughs> you know, it's it's something that really just supplemental adds to the experience. And I love Metroid's lore because in a lot of ways it's still, you know, unexplained. It's very mysterious. It has that kind of, like, ancient and, and very vast and, and huge scale and, 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 you know, transcendent kind of feel to it. Um, and there's still so much to be uncovered. And in these situations and in Samus Returns, uh, we get to see like a glimpse into stuff that we've only kind of, you know, it's been painted in our minds a little bit through words, through scans, through lore. And then we kind of see, you know, actual visceral images of it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that we're actually going into more of the lore side of things too, because that's another thing that makes Metroid great. It has, you know, some really, I think some really cool lore. And, and the Chozo is obviously, uh, you know, associated with the majority of it so yeah i'm looking forward to getting into this yeah you know i think i used the wrong word perhaps and i'm gonna put what i was trying to say into a different context um so i come from like the zelda scene right where like you know i i work at zelda dungeon etc etc and like one big thing that's really popular among the the community is like theories about like just stuff right like where this game fits in the timeline Mm -hmm. where whatever is uh to another in relation like what's this object doing here like a lot of people like to theorize about stuff and like i really enjoy analyzing the story that nintendo presents us rather than kind of like guessing at what you know could be right i I think that until like we have a like a kind of a firm direction or whatever like i like i like guessing at things that are hinted at or implied at but like a lot of the a lot of the theories in uh, in zelda are kind of like you know, pretty far-fetched. So I, I kind of like analyzing the things that are within grasp, maybe is what I'm trying to say. So I agree with that. With that, with that kind of in mind, um, let's, you know, let's go in and get uh, get started here. So we wanted to focus on the Chozo of SR388, but as we know, the Chozo are everywhere. They're on all these different planets. And eventually, you know, we'll probably come back to this subject and, and as more revealed about this uh, mysterious race, we'll, we'll touch on them a little bit more. But let's kind of start with um, with the with SR388 here. Um, so we're gonna go memory by memory and offer some analysis with each one here. So memory one um, starts off with the Chozo, and they are landing on SR388. So this always kind of struck me as odd, because or not odd, but maybe uh, just kind of was illuminating because you you can tell right away like they're not native to this planet, which um, I I don't know. I think maybe I had assumed that. You know, the, since the Metroids were created on this planet, that must mean that the Chozo were also original to this planet. So right away, hmm. you can kind of tell that, like, they aren't necessarily... Like, they're in as much of an alien land as Samus is when she gets there. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I never ever had the, like, inclination or, like, idea in my head that that's where the Chozo came from either. 
And that's something that sticks out to me, yeah, too, in, in this picture, how, like, yeah, they're very clearly not from this. There's this huge, like, black hole in, like, the background that they clear that they probably came through with this like weird ship that like I that's the thing that actually stuck out to me the most of this image is their ship because the ship to me always looked like is that what a Chozo ship would look like I guess maybe it is um it look it, it looks so like not Chozo I guess but I guess they're really I never really thought of like what a Chozo ship would really look like it kind of reminds me a little bit of like what Samus's ship looks like in Fusion a little bit but not like very very little maybe just in structure um, that's something that kind of stuck out to me, but otherwise, yeah, they're on this planet where they're very clearly not natives of, and have this kind of, like, deity look to them coming down, but I also, you know, they still have this, like, you know, they're cute little bird people, you know, like, I always like that about the Chozo, they're, like, they're hunched over old, like, bird grandpas, um, and they're, like, non-threatening, you know, they're, like, they're, like, they have that, like, non-threateningness to them, like, hey, look at this planet, like, we just came, like, to them, I've always had this feel, like, to them, like, this, uh, this crazy, like, you know, amount of travel they do in their, like, level of sentience and, like, civilization makes, like, the rudimentary things they do, like, look so crazy to us, but, like, to them, it's nothing, and like, they're just like, oh, they're just checking out this planet, they're exploring it, and it's these guys just, like, you know, they're just taking a stroll on what is, likely a very dangerous planet and ends up being uh, a very dangerous planet indeed the next memory i actually i really like this um this touch that samus returns added so samus returns the game implements this new gameplay mechanic where they have like this substance called aeon you use it for special abilities and stuff but they mm. actually weave that into the history of the planet and of the chozo as well we're like this chozo find this substance and i thought that that was really cool it was like kind of a nice touch and, and a way to make like what i mean what essentially is like a power source for samus to do special moves feel much more than it is and feel really integral to what's going on absolutely and it also you know again i i think it's a really good characterization of the chozo right like there are these you know they're quest for knowledge is really paramount for them and they're focused on that they're this guy is you know in knee deep in water right now in this cave you know putting a, a jar to some some alien carcasses you know out here like i like i always like that that they're essentially just out here for knowledge and have that um kind of you know not one track mind but like that's what they, you know you can see that's their major focus and they're willing to like go into these places and they still have this kind of gentle vibe to them um and you still see even though we in the later you know memories we see more like soldier and military types um something that the, the chozo is always you know very evident that they have this kind of gentle look to them and this welcoming you know the statues are very very welcoming they, they're you know their arms opening they have something waiting for you an item whatever it is um and even when they're collecting you know uh, energy sources from a dead alien body right like they still kind of have that feel to them um so i like seeing this it, it, it reminds me a lot of again like in zero mission where you saw those you know those quick shots of the the chozo that's you know kid samus is with and they have that same kind of look like they're just you know uh really interested in in doing good at least the chozo we've seen so far yeah and and i really like that you actually brought up where like their main quest is for knowledge i went on like Man, I went on a Wikitroid spree last night because I was, I was doing a little bit of research about the Chozo and I like went from one page to the other. I ended up reading about like Ridley and Samus and the manga. And, like I was on there for like two hours. Mm -hmm. But so I, I reached a page and it was like 
eventually, you know, the Chozo kind of started off as warriors. And then when they found out that they like basically couldn't progress technologically any further, like they'd reached their peak, they actually started to scale back and become more interested in knowledge and being more in tune with nature. So like, I thought that that was uh, kind of pretty cool. Um, let's move on to memory number three here. This one isn't like as neat as the other ones. I don't think you see a couple Chozo, they're studying something. Um, but there is some cool stuff in the background specifically. You see the digger knot. And more importantly, you see like what look like maybe soldiers or something like that. But they kind of have like various suit shoulder pads on. Very Samus looking in the background. Yeah, I mean, I would say they're, they're just straight up wearing like Chozo, like, you know, structured Vario suits. You know, like they seems like that's the same kind of like chest plate and almost helmets almost. Uh, the body type is not even just beyond the shoulders. Yeah. Um, but with the, you know, the shields instead, which is interesting. The shields, it kind of reminds me of the Guardian Shield from Breath of the Wild, almost. Now I'm looking at them again. Um, this is, a, I could see that. you know, um, a little bit. Uh, maybe I haven't seen those shields in a while. But yeah, the the power armored Chozo shul- uh, soldiers in the back behind this like line of of robots here. The Robonauts and the Diggernauts and whatnot. Um yeah, this is this is a, a weird image. It's there's so much going there's so much going on, um, but this this is when it starts to like I think you start to see like a side of the Chozo you don't really see too much in, in like a visual way, because um, when I think of the Chozo I don't think of them as like being in control of this huge robot army with having power armored soldiers even though that is something that has certainly been implied of course and that's where Samus got her own power suit but like. You know when you know the the generic image of a Chozo really isn't in that kind of like soldier stance with the power armor with the shield or, or a gun or anything like that. So again, like challenging that kind of that image that we were, you know, seeing in the previous images and in you know previous you know depictions of Chozo, while still like okay, they're still on this quest for knowledge, but now it looks it looks like they're not like hunched over this time. Now they're like their backs are straightened up. It seems like it doesn't seem as like uh you know um well-spirited i guess you know like you know good you know like it looks it looks it looks a little more like suspicious and sinister to it you know it seems a little more colder Uh, i'm trying to find better words to describe it but you get what i'm saying you know they're not like hunched back and kind of like carefully examining right they it seems a little more like systemic here and they're uh, going through a process to really start working on something of course they are so that's you know a little a side of the chozo you really don't see usually it's almost like they're i i think that they're still well-meaning but like you kind of see it through this vein and you almost kind of think of them as mad scientists at this point like they're Hmm. they've got this aeon and they they don't know what they can do with it they know that it's powerful but what are they going to use it for um and actually i think to your point too like a lot of us are so used to seeing like the prime versions of the chozo or like reading about the prime versions Hmm. where They've kind of like settled and they want to be one with nature. And that's why they picked Talon 4 as their as their kind of paradise planet. Right. So I think that that kind of narrative is, is, you know, in it certainly was in my mind where like I think of them more as like this really advanced species that's basically trying to be in tune with nature versus like these really like militaristic uh, race of beings. So, yeah, I think that that is a really good point. I love memory number four and i love it because i love like a good prequel story Mm -hmm. and even though this isn't a prequel it kind of is in a weird way um i love that they introduce the x and make him into like a bigger 
threat than they were. I mean, like, Metroid Fusion obviously sells them as, like, this really big threat, but, like, it's kind of contained into that one game. So for me, maybe it doesn't feel like it has the same scope as, like, some of the other major, like, enemies in the Metroid world. But, like, here, you really see the gravity of the X-Parasites in memory number four as they start infecting all of these creatures and stuff like that. And it really just, it lends them, like, a weight um, that makes them even more deadly and dangerous in retrospect, I think. Uh, and I and I feel like you probably really appreciated this too, being a big Fusion fan. You know, yeah. I mean, of course, I love Fusion, so seeing some more X-Parasites and uh, getting a little bit of, like, an origin, so to speak, uh, visual for them a, a little bit, or, like, uh, you know, of course, going into why the Metroids were created in the first place. Yeah, I love to see that. Um I, you know, I think what, in Fusion, I liked how you see you run into that one single parasite, you know, the one single hornode that's infected and it grows from there. Um, but at the same time, I do like seeing, you know, the, the scale of this. You're right. Um, and I do think, you know, this kind of origin for the X-Parasites, considering, you know, that they are a big driving force of, of Fusion and the Chozo backstory and the Metroid backstory as well. Uh, going into this kind of detail, I think is a good idea. I think it's a cool picture too. It looks pretty, pretty awesome seeing the X all over the place. Um, and, and I would love to see that too, because I think in Fusion, you know, just maybe just the limitations of like a Game Boy Advance game at that time, uh, you know, you don't have that scale in Fusion. You kind of fight a few X at a time. You kind of go into like the frozen area and that sector has, you know, the slightly larger X parasites but otherwise it's nothing crazy but this yeah you have like a whole swarm of these things and i would love to see that in something like this in a game so oh, yeah man. That, that, this, so this, cool. this image makes me want one of two things or maybe two of two things actually first a remake of metroid fusion of course i would which we agree on gotta go it check, goes without saying gotta check yes. that episode out we you know super fusion which remake do we think should happen more think uh we got we available need in the omega Metroid vaults yeah for sure yeah we need that we need that fusion remake and the second thing is like i would love to see and again because i'm like a big fan of prequels but i like i would love to see a game where like maybe you see kind of the origins of the x or like you see what really caused them because it seems like such an unnatural parasite to just like form organically maybe it is but maybe it isn't i would i would be down to see that story told though i think hmm. See that's where see that's where I'm like, do we need it to go like that much further? That's where I'm like, because I like this amount. Like, okay, like this kind of crazy, you know, creature exists on the planet. Something has to be dealt with. And again, and I I talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Some of this stuff we already kind of knew already. You know, it's not like this was any kind of news. We know why the uh, the Metroids were created right. already. But um, do I necessarily want to see like how the X were also created? Maybe they are just kind of. I maybe I could. I would. You know, it could be explained in another one, like in another game. I don't know if I need a whole prequel game to, like, be involved with it. Maybe a game that shows the, the events of these memories. That would be cool. Um, but I think, like... I, I think, like, what if what if you had a game where it's, like, you actually find out that the Galactic Federation was responsible for the creation of the X-Parasite. And, like, obviously we don't know how long ago these memories take place, but, like... And maybe that kind of influenced why they have this secret Metroid breeding program and fusion. Like you can kind of turn it into like one big conspiracy theory. I think that would be like cool if they did it properly. Like I, I agree with you. I don't need to know, like, you know, I don't need to see the X evolving from one 
from one organism to like another or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it would be, uh, I think it'd be kind of cool if like, if told correctly. Plus I would just love to see the X again. Well, I think we'll see the X again in a sequel, in a fusion, uh, a sequel to fusion. I think like there's, as far as I'm concerned, there, there's a very strong likelihood that the X somehow survived. And I'm okay with that. Cause I like to see what they could do more with them. And, maybe take some time in that game to, to delve more into that kind of stuff. Um, Cause you, you know me, I, I'm someone who wants to, I want to continue the story. Prequels are cool, but yes. I want that plot to move forward. So, you know, I would be a little disappointed if we did, got like another prequel, another integral, like let's, we've been waiting so long for these, the, the story to keep going. Um, but it would be cool. I, I think that this would be a cool setting for a game. Potentially. I agree. I'm, I'm still going to pitch you on Metroid Zero, and you're going to like it. But let's move on. Yeah. Uh, memory number five. Here it is, the big one. <laughs> the creation <This> one. <laughs> of the Metroids. This is this is unreal. This First of all, this image looks absolutely, like, wicked. Like, he's got, like, the Metroid has green stuff dripping from him. It just, like, looks just vicious. I, so I was actually watching uh, Lord of the Rings the other night, and, like, the scene where the Urukai are being birthed, this is what... This Metroid reminds me of that Urukai coming out of the ground. It looks like just rad. Um, and, you know, I was actually thinking, I'm pretty sure that... It, so, like, has it actually been stated outright before the Chozo made the Metroids or just implied? I was pretty sure that they've, like, literally said it outright before, but I was trying to pin down exactly where I remember hearing that, and I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Dak, do you got anything for that? I, as far as I know, it's definitely, like, I mean, like, you know confirmed that the Chozo made Metroids before this moment, right? Like, I don't think that that was just, like, a hint. Like, I think it was pretty confirmed. Yeah, I'd have to, like, go back and, like, where exactly that is confirmed. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't think that's, like, otherwise been, like, a matter of, like, debate, I think. I don't know. I think it's been always, like, consensus that the Chozo made the Metroids. Um, but, like, <laughs> that they made them, like, I don't know, if they made them like this? I don't know. I think it's one of those situations where, like, they have to go back and, like, explain why the Metroid looks like this. Like, why would they make the Metroid look like this big, like, green s- sack of jelly or something? I guess, is that, like, the most <laughs> optimal way to deal with, like, organisms infected by the X or the X itself, I guess? You know, I guess the Chozo would know best because they're the super advanced alien civilization and race, and, and I'm not. Um, I always thought this image was funny though, because there it, it always reminds me of like they're playing with this like big like goop or like green jelly or something like the jellyfish jelly from SpongeBob into making this like oh. <laughs> big monstrosity. But um, it it looks like right out of like a comic book though. I think the image is like looks really cool. It's just like it, it's 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 so outrageous. You have these like Egyptian god looking Chozo making this like. I don't even know what it is, but obviously it's a Metroid. Um, yeah, this is a really cool image, and I like that they showed like yeah, they just they straight up made it in a lab like this, like out of I don't even know what you'd even like how they even made it. Um, Who knows? You know? I mean, like they're so advanced that, and it makes you wonder like, have they made other life before? Exactly. Yeah. You know, maybe did they make the X by or like did like a uh, a group or like a sect or like a part of the Chozo like make or accidentally make or intentionally make the X and like, you know, in secret and like it got out and these Chozo didn't know that. And they're just reacting and like making this Metro their own. Yeah. Maybe they've made a bunch of stuff. Maybe they've had a bunch of failures. I know in, uh, in a previous episode, you've 
I think you've brought up Ridley maybe uh, being like creation of the Chozo. And, uh, you know, that could be a possibility. Who knows, though, you know, as far as it's it's not a Pokemon. Maybe the Chozo just made a regular Ridley. So, yeah. Here's one out of left field for you. What if they created Samus? <laughs> and, like, any, no, 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 hear me out. And they planted so, like, all those memories in her or something. Well, I mean, like, I mean, maybe. But, like, so Samus is this exceptionally powerful, like, woman who is, um, you know, get the special ability to fuse with this Chozo suit that nobody else can can use and nobody else can use the abilities of. She can read the Chozo language. She can interpret it. Um, no one else has ever seen a Chozo, and Samus was raised by them, allegedly. I, I don't think that that's, like, the most insane thing I've ever said on this podcast before. I mean, I guess, but, like... I, I mean, I hear you. I hear you. It's far-fetched. It, it but... is far-fetched, and it goes into that realm of, well, anything is possible. You know, like, well, maybe they made every... Maybe they made Anthony, you know? Maybe they made uh, Samus's parents. Maybe they made, you know, the Galactic Federation. Maybe they made... I could, the, I could just know? see that. Like, they, they made this, like, genetically perfect baby, gave it to, like, some random humans to raise, and but, then... Like, why? I, who knows well i mean you look at you look at metroid prime and like the the chozo prophecy there is like the i forget what they call her like the enlightened one or something no not that but like something along those lines and they're just like you were the chosen uh, th- one this this sa- basically yeah the savior is coming back to to save us i mean i i think i've suggested more ridiculous See, things i've before. always thought that that was just some chozo warrior and it wasn't necessarily samus it was that that this is my interpretation that Samus is, is as far as the Chozo are concerned, a Chozo warrior, right? And the prophecy was a Chozo warrior would save them, and it was you know the implication that Samus is not just you know a human bounty hunter; she's also has these can, this connection with the Chozo beyond that, and it makes her this Chozo right. warrior. And that the prophecy was just like, well, a Chozo warrior will save us in the future. Not that specifically the one we made and dropped off at the human's door. And hopefully 30 years later is going to come back and do sex monic you know, us in, in Metroid Prime. Um, is it entirely out of their own possibility? I guess not. Um, that's just not the vibe I got from it. But I guess they could have made Samus. I always, I guess, uh, you know, maybe they just did that instead of, you know, saving this kid. I guess that's a possibility. If that were the case, I'd be like, ah, all right. <laughs> uh Maybe not. Case, case in point, though, like, is there another human being that's ever seen a Chozo before? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. As so far as we know, maybe not. Um, but maybe, uh, maybe I'm forgetting like a time the Federation and the Chozo had interacted. I mean, there, there's all sorts you know, maybe of maybe like, in the Chozo manga, the manga or something like that. Yeah, like there might. I think I, Samus you know, might I was, be the only one. I, I don't really count that stuff as like canon. So whatever goes on in there, I'm just kind of like, eh, take with a with a grain of salt. Um, but anyways, I mean, but that's, that's like, no, that's but that's a good idea. point Let's... though. And that's something that is interesting about the Chozo. Like, why is it that like the, the Chozo seemed to exist 30 years ago in some degree, right? To the point where they're able to, you know, adopt Samus and take care of her. And then they all vanish. Like what happened to the ones she was hanging out with a couple decades ago? You know, like that is something that I would love to see. Like the games going to like, really, like, I would like to know what, what happened. Um, but literally, like, logically, like, how is it that they just, like, snap, disappeared like that, it seems? Um, so... Well, uh, we'll, we'll get there. We might know, have some we ideas. Might have some, we we might have some ideas. The end of these memories. Some ideas, you know, yeah. 
Um, okay, so Memory 6 and Memory 7 are kind of, uh, like, they're cool images, but they're, they're pretty self-explanatory, not a lot of analysis needed. Memory 6 is Metroid's just absolutely laying waste to the X-Parasite, and Memory 7 is uh, basically <laughs> Chozo's patting themselves on the back, <laughs> saying, like, good job, we've created these Metroids, and they're just swallowing everything they see. We're the well, best. This is the, I, yeah, 6 is like, okay, the Metroid's, they're... You know, GGs, they send them out. Seven, I think, is always, like, funny because the Metroids, are just, they're just hanging out with them. You know, they're like pets almost. Yep. Um, and, again, a side of, like, almost, uh, you know, maybe pride that you really don't see in, in previous games with the Chozo. They're like, oh, wow, like, they've, they're masters of their domain. They've created this all, like, abiding and obedient creature that takes out the X and these other infected creatures on the planet. Now they're able to, you know, civilize or, you know, completely uh, colonize and, and civilize uh, this planet and all and, and, and live on it. Right. And they have these, you know, these creatures they've created looking over them that are literally like hanging out, floating nearby. And you can see even one of these like soldiers has its shield up like, ah, you know, like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's attacking a parasite. Cool. But it's also, you know, it could. Maybe I, I feel like they look very much at ease around the Metroids. Well, like, I think all of them do, except eye. that soldier is what I'm saying. It's that one soldier who has the shield up, who's still wearing the armor. That's, you know, unlike all the others. Uh, He's also got an ex-parasite right beside his head, to be fair. Well, right. I, you know, I'm sure still part of him. He feels, you know, but, but like the other ones are as close. I, I get you. you know, I get that's you, what I'm yeah. saying. Like, there's that one who's like, I don't know. The Metroids could still be dangerous, you know, even if they are protecting us at the moment. Um, again, a side of them you don't really see. That's what I like about these memories. You get to see uh, a lot of, you know, sides of the Chozo we haven't seen previously. I love the the next memory, memory eight. Everything looks hunky dory until the Metroids start to evolve. Now, you know, actually, I'll save this for when we're done. But it does seem weird that the Chozo didn't anticipate this happening. Is all I'll say for now. Yeah, I mean. I'm no scientist, right? So, and I've never just created a, a, you know, an organism before. So I don't know if there, well, right. Yeah. Who hasn't? (laughs) But like, I don't know. Is there a way to know if something could like evolve or not evolve, you know, but like go through metamorphosis, right? Like, is there like, if you had a, a caterpillar, for example, right. And you didn't know that butterflies existed. Would you be able to know just by analyzing the caterpillar that it would eventually, you know, metamorphosize into a butterfly? Uh, I don't know. So if there is, maybe – if there is, I would assume the Chozo would hopefully have been able to know that. But it seems like they they apparently did not know that that was a possibility because the Metroids are just in their larva stage. Uh, so, yeah, it is it – is, but I guess if these Chozo are the same Chozo that have the same kind of pride to have – the Metroids hanging out around them, the same kind of Chozo to be like flaunting this big robot army and doing, you know, this kind of more colder scientific research uh, could be very well be the same kind of Chozo that would, you know, potentially uh, miss this and have it as an oversight. Right. And, and miss this. Uh, Metroids are going to turn into these crazy, huge monsters that are going to eat you. So, uh, yeah, maybe they are. Maybe they could have missed it. So the next scene here or the next memory, rather, um, the Chozo are sealing the Metroids away. Of course, they're putting in the locks that we see in Samus Returns. Mm-hmm. 
and um, some Chozo are, are fighting the Metroids. I think that this one is a, a Gamma Metroid. Um, yeah. I, you know what? It struck me, just having finished Metroid Prime as well, how, again, you see the Chozo basically hiding away their problems rather than dealing with it. And maybe they didn't have the means to deal with the problem, but it is funny that they just, like, their answer, again, here is to seal it away underground, just like they sealed away Metroid Prime underground. I think it would have been funny if they, like, it was another scene in the lab and they just make like a different gooey monster to eat the Metroids. And then like that attacks <laughs> the Metroids and that gets crazy. Like, Oh Jesus. And they make another one and it just keeps going over and over again. Uh, yeah, no, that is a, that is a good point. Yeah. That they're just like, Oh, we, we, we can, we're the Chozo. We can solve this problem. Oh wait, the solution we created actually is a bigger problem. Ah, lock it in the basement. Okay. Uh, and leave. <laughs> um, yeah, that's again, maybe just the, this, kind of chozo but that's interesting because this seems to be a different kind of chozo than the chozo on prime or on a town in prime on on talent four and yet they seem to deal with their problems the same way mm-hmm. it's interesting um all right so let's get to our uh, not our last memory but what the game implies is the last memory here the new oh wait there the are, new two, chozo are there two more arrived. Well, there there are two more, but the last one's kind of a secret yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's kind of going for some suspense. Oh, sorry. But um, yeah, there's 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 two more. I'm bad. Uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dak. <laughs> All right. So the last one here, there's a new Chozo in town. This guy looks um, like really he looks sleek. He looks tall. He looks lighter. Uh, like he looks like a warrior. Basically, he seems like a fighter to me. And like I, I don't know younger maybe if that's a thing like the you know we have these bird people but he looks he just looks like sleeker and younger and like this guy looks like he could fight and um they're talking together he's talking with uh, let's let's call these guys the chozo elders mm-hmm. of uh sr388 so i you know it, it's weird it's it's almost like are they you know is this chozo elder telling this guy like we sealed the metroids go and deal with them is he telling him like we have to come up with a solution is he telling him, like, you know, we, we've actually just fixed the problem. No one will ever find him. It's weird to to see or to know what they might be talking about here. And uh, it's, you know, maybe it's because we know what the last memory holds. But he looks like this other Chozo, the new Chozo, looks like a very ominous figure to me. Yeah, you've got, like, the two different kinds of Chozo here. You've got, like, the older, the, the bird grandpas, the older, kinder, gentler, you know, the Chozo elders. Then you seem to have these maybe potentially younger Chozo uh, you know, they're taller, they're they're standing up straighter, their backs aren't completely bent over. Um, they have different armor, you know, it doesn't have, like, the kind of uh, flourish and, like, feather feathery, like, pageantry of, like, the the elders, right? It's kind of sleeker and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, more composite form. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so you kind of have those two, that, that, uh, that dichotomy there. What exactly is happening, I, I still don't really <laughs> get, other than, like, I assume that you know, especially in the context of what happens after this, that like, oh, uh, clearly this elder Chozo is expecting one thing and, and gets another. And I'm assuming maybe right. that he is expecting good news from SR388, you know, and this guy is behind like the all the, the Metroid creation and whatnot and is like, hmm, I don't know how to cover this up, you know, and he's about to cover it up in the next in the next memory um because he doesn't know how to deal with it i don't know i I don't know the exact implication of what this is supposed to explain but uh, it does seem like there seemed to have been some expectation here from the chozo elders or whoever 
from the this other guy, the tall, tall, tall man, tall Chozo. Let, let's call him the Dark Chozo dark. just for simplicity's sake. Okay, so tall Chozo. <laughs> That's a Dark Chozo. Um, yeah, it seems like there was some kind of expectation from the Chozo elders of this Dark Chozo, and uh, what they get is not what they expected. So um, maybe this guy was leading what was supposed to happen at SR three eight eight, and we, you know, obviously didn't get the results they wanted something like that uh i'm not sure but yeah definitely seems to be i, I like the dichotomy here and, and i like how they put these two images together of like the older and the newer chozo or whatever it is mm-hmm, i agree uh, like it to me i'm i'm looking at it and it seems to me that like the chozo elders are looking for help from the dark chozo in one way or another okay. i don't know if that means okay. like an extraction from the planet or like if they are expecting the dark chozo to eradicate the metroids or like something but okay. I, I think that they're looking for help and then, you know, they obviously don't get it. Oh, well, I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> Memory 11. <laughs> here we go. The the big ominous one. The music changes. The screen goes red. And the Chozo Elders have been slaughtered by this Elder. Or by the Dark Chozo, rather. And he has an arm cannon that looks very similar to Samus's. Um, really, like, really heavy stuff. You know, up until this point, the Chozo have been portrayed as this benevolent race of, like, you know, scientists and warriors in the in the search of peace and harmony in the galaxy. And this is, I believe, the first instance, uh, a canon instance, where we see yeah. what could be like a renegade version of the Chozo or a splinter cell of the Chozo. So I, I really, really like that idea. I really like the fact that, like, you know, you have this this omnipotent race of beings that maybe they're you know maybe what we think we know we don't actually know anything of is there a reason why this dark chozo turned on his brethren um you know it's it's weird too because like um it's not like the dark chozo were interested in the metroids or the x because they just left them like they didn't necessarily take them so i'm wondering why there was no follow-up with that yeah, I would love to see more of this in a future Metroid game. I, you know, this is the how many times we gotta teach you this lesson, old man. Uh, I, I would, I guess they are just maybe they weren't, uh, maybe they didn't agree or align with where they thought like the Chozo were going as being led by the elders, um, or maybe they were still playing cover up of like you know what we've created this monster, we've gotta just play the role right <laughs> and and take you know take control or, or whatever it is um i don't know again see i it's still somewhat vague of what other than obviously like okay this like sect or whatever cell of the chozo exist and clearly have you know malicious intentions towards the the non-dark aligned chozo uh, and i would love to see more of this i do like that that there is this kind of okay they're they're not all good they're not all this like one dimensional like um you right, know, gentle yeah, yeah. race of, of beings at the same time you know what exactly motivates them what is their alignment like what are they trying to do and all that i'd love to see that explained you know we get a little bit hint of it here um but yeah i love that they did this because this is i think I, I, you know an evolution of like the metroid lore we needed it this all these memories really not even just this one but of course this is kind of the the culmination of it but all of these memories as a whole as a whole package really challenge what we know the chozo are or we think we know the chozo are 
And what we've thought the Chozo are really hasn't changed, I think, in the entirety of Metroid's existence for the most part. You know, it, things are more mm -hmm. or less kind of aligned. Yeah. So this is the first time, you know, in, in the decades that this is, uh, you know, we've really kind of learned more in a major way, in a drastic way, I think, in a significant way about major players in the franchise, which I love. And we really need to see more of this. So I love that they did this. I think the the whole package, all these memories are great, and I love this turn of like, okay, so the Chozo aren't good, and they're not only just good, like they're gonna like, they're gonna fight it out, and I would love to see like maybe Samus takes on some of these Chozo warriors, like we get the rematch, oh, you know, maybe Samus takes on this 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 dark like Egyptian god Chozo dark arm cannon man, you know, the tall straight uh, standing up man. You know, uh, and maybe, you know, runs into some of these elder Chozo who explain more of what happened in the scene. Maybe we get to see this scene reenacted, you know, in, in like 3D and like a flashback, something like that. Uh, or, you know, in a, on the Switch or something like that. Um, yeah, I, this is all great. And uh, the, the heel turn for the Chozo in the, in the final hour. It, it's <laughs> just like, God, there's, there's so much to unpack here. I mean, first of all, you have the implications of like, the, you know, the Chozo suddenly disappeared and like, it's kind of been inferred that, you know, perhaps they created the Metroids and they went extinct or like perhaps they ascended into a higher plane of existence. Mm -hmm. This, this is like kind of a, a left turn. It's like, perhaps they were just hunted down yeah, by exactly. the dark Chozo. Yep. So I really love that. And maybe the Chozo met kind of a more sinister end than we thought. Um, I, I had kind of a, a couple, or I had an idea here. Um, perhaps, or maybe two wild theories and I'll, I'll see what you think of them. So perhaps the the motivation for the Chozo here is I, I don't really I don't really like the cover up idea where like they're trying to cover up that the Metroids were made, but perhaps instead they were actually trying to like infect the galaxy and get the Metroids out there. Perhaps they they saw this these Metroids and they're like, you know what, let's kill the only people that know about them on this planet, the Chozo elders. Let's you know, these Metroids are too dangerous for us to handle ourselves, but what if we send a message to the space pirates or something like that? And knowing that they have malicious intent also, mm. kind of they're using the space pirates as like pawns or whatever to come and get the Metroids and then release them on the galaxy. I think that that could kind of be maybe a cool little thread. What do you think about that? Uh, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't um, – once you brought in the space pirates, you lost me. <laughs> um yeah i was i i almost get the opposite feeling maybe it's because i was just thinking as you were talking about that you know you look back at the uh the two the two memories prior right and you look at who's sealing up the metroids right it's not the the dark chozo right it's the elder you know chozo um right. so you know maybe it was maybe the dark chozo didn't want them sealed up you know and that's exactly what yeah, I mean. Exactly. But they did like, what I'm saying is maybe the Metroids were too dangerous for the dark Chozo to go and get themselves. So basically they're using like the space well, pirates as guinea I'm, pigs I'm, and saying like, come to this planet. I see. I'm thinking that the dark Chozo did think they could handle it, but the elder Chozo didn't, they sealed it up and the dark Chozo like, what would you do that for? You shouldn't have sealed it up. We should be using these Metroids to take over the galaxy or whatever it is. And the elder was like, no, no, we got to seal these up because they're super dangerous. That's why they kill the elder Chozo because they're like, uh, nah, son, we're actually going to, you know, take over the galaxy. That's, that's what I'm getting from this. I think it's like they created the, all the Chozo created this. And then once it was created, some of them were like, uh, we've actually created something worse. We need to seal it up. And the others were like, oh, we've created the best thing ever. We need to totally use it the elder chozo got okay, their way okay. 
they sealed it up because you don't see any of the Dark Chozo at all in that in that scene where they're you know they're sealing the Metroids up. Then they're like, look, we right. sealed it up, and the Dark Chozo are like, oh, that's probably a good idea. Ha ha, psych, you actually shouldn't have done that. We're going to kill you because that was totally stupid. We're going to take over the Chozo, whatever it is, and use these Metroids in a malicious way. Uh, that's what I'm getting from this because it seems like they would the Dark Chozo, if anything, wouldn't want them sealed up. They would want the Metroids to uh, to to you know be out there so that way you know they can use them. Right. I, I think we're saying the same thing. I think like, we're saying I, the same yeah, thing, I, but I'm, you're implicating that the space pirates are being I'm, used. I'm to implicating bait that, that maybe they used them as like pawns or something like that in order to handle the Metroids themselves. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I think the, the Dark Chozo could handle it. If they wanted to handle, it, but the Elder Chozo stepped in and were like, "Nah, you're not going to. We're going to seal them up." And then that's when they killed them. I don't think the space pirates. I I don't think the space pirates really might have anything. I mean, I maybe the Chozo might be like, "Okay, like the space pirates come again." I'm, I'm just trying to maybe connect the dots of how like the space pirates first heard about metroids first used them in well, zero mission yeah all maybe that kind of you know stuff. just what the pirates are right they're pirates maybe they just kind of heard about it you know and they're like hmm that sounds cool that sounds like a good idea i'm in on that i i should we should also point out too i, I think like at this point the chozo pretty much rule everything already i mean rule is kind of a harsh word but perhaps the dark chozo wanted to rule in a more militaristic way but the chozo are like you know, the kings of the block in, in the galaxy at this point in time or so, you know, everything in Metroid lore so far tells us. Yeah, it's it's still hard to get a grasp of, like, their actual, you know, control as a civilization, yeah. the size of it and all that. I mean, even this, I mean, this image, the last image, only really shows us that, like, okay, these Elder Chozo in this scenario were killed. I mean, does that really explain how the entirety of the Chozo civilization seems to have completely disappeared? Like, did they kill all of them? I mean, maybe they did. Um, but this doesn't entirely give that give us that answer, which I think is a good thing. I, I don't want it to be completely handed out to us, but yeah, we'll, who knows? I got I got another thought for you here. So, um, have, first of all, have you ever seen the movie Prometheus? It's a prequel to Alien. Oh yes, I have. <laughs> okay, I know you don't like prequels, but stay well, with it's... me. So there's there's one scene, there's one scene where like David the android, he um, he basically like takes this black substance and infects the uh i can't remember what alien it was but he infects it and it causes it to to metamorphize mm -hmm. and like change into basically like a, a proto xenomorph so like by by interfering with the with the biology of it he created like this metamorphosis mm -hmm. what if the dark chozo did like they kind of pulled a david they pulled the same thing and like they tinkered around with something in the metroid dna because like like i was saying it seems weird that like you know of course evolution could just happen it could just happen naturally and that's really cool but what if what if instead of that happening and the chozo the you know the chozo elders made this race they you know their metroids were loyal to the chozo and um they never anticipated it to to evolve they never designed it to evolve but what if the dark chozo like maybe spiked it for lack of a better word kind of like david did with the the proto xenomorph and causes the metroids to evolve in ways that the chozo elders never expected i thought that that could kind of be a cool wrinkle as well yeah and i think i mean that would go along with what we were saying earlier like this would this would make sense because yeah maybe they were like okay they saw this opportunity to enhance the metroids even further they do so and then they see the benefits uh you know the of the you know they reap the benefits of the of the rewards of that right and they see that the evolution does happen and then the elder chozo locks it away and they can't use those evolved metroids right they'd be pretty mad mad enough to maybe kill them all right um so mm -hmm. yeah i could see that maybe they were because they they could have been involved in 
you know, through the entire process of creating the Metroids. So they would have access of knowing when to get in on the process and, and make these changes without others potentially knowing. Um, yeah, that's definitely something I could see and that would be interesting. Uh, and that could certainly fuel a little more of their motivation of what they did. All right, one last comment here before we get out of here. We asked you in the Metroid database Discord if you had any comments or whatever uh, for our show, any thoughts, any theories of your own. Miles07 said, If the Torian facility was watching over the production and development of Metroids within Samus's lifetime, then when did the events of the Chozo memories happen? During Samus's youth, and if the Renegade Chozo were shown to be aggressive and violent warriors still, where did they go? So as to when the memories happened... I, I feel like this probably happened a long time ago. Um, that's just my take. But I, I think that, I it, to me, it just seems like maybe it's more like over an extended period of time, particularly the evolution of the Metroids. Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Because, I mean, this would have had, had to have happened recently if they killed off all the Chozo to explain how they don't exist anymore, you know? Because mm-hmm. you know, so, Samus is only however many years old. She's not 100 or 200 years old. Um, <clears throat> see, that's really the the anomaly in the whole Chozo thing. Like when I think of them disappearing, I picture it like like a hundred years ago, or like two hundred years ago, or maybe even longer. But like but they didn't. the the X factor there is like they raised Samus. How? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like. But that's that's the only tie. So I feel like maybe going back to that Samus theory from earlier, that might be something worth exploring. Like, how does she know them? Yeah, maybe she is a creation of the Chozo. That that would, you know, if they that could be it, man. You could be you could be right um you heard it here first folks you know i will say that um i don't think maybe the evolution of the metroids happened like that much longer after but i don't I think i don't think just from looking at the memories is really a way to know um no you definitely know not. but from also what we know about like the timeline of metroids and also how it can be like amplified um it can really be all any any range of reasons so um but yeah that's the thing again is like when did this take place it i think it had to have taken place recently but like it's almost implied that it didn't but it had to have but it could have it's not necessarily uh completely you know out of the realm of possibility that it took place a while ago but i feel like if it were to explain why the chozo aren't around in the current timeline it would have had to have happened within the past few decades Yep, you're not wrong. Which means that the Metroids have only existed for, you know, I mean, no time at all in, like, the actual length of time the galaxy and the universe have existed. Or even the Chozo's entire life's time, you know? Like, what were the Chozo doing before that, you know? Uh, There's definitely more layers to be peeled back on this onion, for sure. I mean, unfortunately, we can speculate all day, every day, but the only... The only way we're going to get answers is for that next Metroid game to come out and give us some, by God. So, um, there it is. That is our hot takes on the Chozo, the Chozo memories, what happened to them, and what it could mean for, you know, who you're fighting in the future Metroid games. Are we going to see the Dark Chozo pop up? I hope so. I really hope so. I think that'd be really cool. I would love to learn more about the history of the Chozo, of Metroids, of everything. Uh, this has got me fired up for the continuation of the story. Yeah, absolutely. I am, uh... This this was I think this was also another good topic to do. It's fun to you know delve into the Chozo a little more and, and get into this this lore. And I'm glad that we were talking about it too because I've been playing Samus Returns, so it lines up really well. And I'm looking forward to next week's episode where we talk about Metroid Prime. That's you know, of course that's the goat. So uh, can't wait to do that. 
Yes, I should. You know what? I should also give a shout out to the Orpheon who has a wicked video on all these Chozo memories over on his YouTube channel. Oh. Um, I took a watch before uh, doing the show, and it was it was pretty cool. It was a lot of uh, informative ideas in there. He's got some crazy theories of his own, so go and check that out. And yes, next week in a semi regular. Uh, show segment that I'm I'm nicknaming Mapping Metroid, but you know if anybody has some better names for that, hit me up. Um, we're gonna delve deep into an area specifically in Metroid. Um, it's gonna be a different area from a different game every time that we do this, and we're gonna start off hot, or actually I guess start off cold with uh, Fendrana Drifts. And yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. One of my favorite areas in the series. That's next week. For this week, Dak, I had a great time talking some Chozo lore with you. That's uh, This was fun, and I can't wait until we have more to talk about. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some more Metroid Prime news. We've gotten a little bit recently. Maybe that's the start of something good. Maybe we'll get some more Chozo stuff in Metroid Prime 4. And I definitely hope we get more of this stuff in a continuation, possibly, in a Fusion yes. su- a sequel, whatever that ha- possibly happens. So, you know, we'll see. Bring back the X. Bring back the Dark Chozo. Yeah. Give us more. Get that ball rolling. That's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you want to check us out over on Discord, we're at the Metro Database's uh, Discord server, so hit us up there. Um, don't be afraid to hit us up on Twitter either, at Omega Metroid Pod. Tweet at us. Tell us your ideas, thoughts about Metroid, uh, whatever. You can also hit us up on Twitter individually. I am at Spateri316. Dak is at the Rapture underscore. And, of course, we are at Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts like and subscribe tell the metroid fan in your life where they can get their metroid fix leave us a five-star review if you think that we've earned it that's it that's all we're out of here for this week and uh until next week when we're knee deep in snow and fendrana we'll see you then all right cool